Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's up, New Orleans? What's up across the Gulf South? And what's up to you listening wherever you are? Online at WWL.com or the Radio.com app. Welcome on in to Hump Day. Mike, 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 Mike. Still one of my favorite commercials of all time. I know there's another radio show in the market that uses that. I don't care. It's that good. Our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll tonight. Are the Saints getting better or worse in free agency? I think it's an open question. Because a lot of fans still, and I listen to Sports Talk and Bobby and Zach talk with you about it all four hours about that Mark Ingram deal. How concerned fans are that the Saints, they gave up on Mark Ingram rather than paying him an extra couple of million dollars. It's not that cut and dry. We talked about it yesterday, but it does go back to the overall view of so far, and I know we're just really early, only three days into it, of free agency. A lot of fans think the Saints not getting better, but getting worse in free agency. And that's our poll, and we will talk about that here on this show. And we have a boatload of great guests for you tonight throughout the three hours. Steve Court, Scott Rabelais, Carter Bryant, Nate Davis of USA Today Sports, Ralph Michaels out in Vegas, and of course, Sports Libs in hour number three. We will be talking about in hour two, LSU, and no real news on the on Javante Smart. He did travel with the team. Scott Rabelais and the editorial board at the Advocates sat down or at least talked to over the phone Joe Oliva and Oliva confirming that LSU will play in the NCAA tournament. That's no surprise. Also confirming that uh, that they're still waiting for Will Wade to come and talk to them before they would reinstate him. And it's unlikely that's going to happen, at least until that April 22nd trial. But we did hear from Joe Oliva himself. And some of the words and phrases that he used, frankly, it almost sounds like he's been listening to this show. Probably hasn't. But I think Joe Oliva and I, for better or for worse, we have similar thoughts on this. Talked about winning isn't everything. Teaching young kids and these students life lessons. It's very important stuff. LSU baseball in action tonight as they get ready to open SEC play this weekend. We'll preview the SEC basketball tournament. We'll keep an eye on these college basketball conference tournaments that are going on across the country tonight as more tickets are punched. But NFL free agency front and central and front and center once again. The big news here locally, just when we thought yesterday that Teddy Bridgewater, it was done deal. He was coming back. We saw multiple reports from multiple outlets. Here's the thing, though. Until Wednesday comes, until, and that's today, but until today came, until you got past this legal tampering period and into the the new league year when teams could actually put to paper a signature to sign all these free agents that they reportedly had agreed to terms with, until those signatures are on those papers, anything can happen. And what we heard happen today was the Dolphins already to jettison 
Ryan Tannehill and are ready to give Teddy Bridgewater a shot at a starting job in Miami, which would mean the reports that we had yesterday and, and Monday that Teddy Bridgewater was going to be re-signing here as a backup to Drew and kind of the heir apparent to take over from him after he retires, if that's this next year. Well, those just weren't true. Either they weren't true or maybe they were true, but things changed. Frankly, with Teddy Bridgewater, you can't begrudge him at all, at all, for leaving for a starting job. You just can't. It might not be that much more money, but it is more money. And in non-football terms, it is a lot more money. You're talking about 2 to $3 million more, perhaps, that Miami is willing to offer Teddy. You put the money in the starting job opportunity, and Teddy Bridgewater certainly looks like his time here all of a sudden is gone. The Ravens officially or made it official with Mark Ingram. Three years, $15 million. We have to know more about the details of that contract with the guaranteed money and any incentives that are in there before we can really, truly compare those deals. Little Latavius Murray won here. But I don't know if it was Mark Ingram's agent. I don't know if it was the Saints front office. Probably a combination of both. But certainly, when both sides of this deal, when Mark Ingram and the Saints look back on that deal, the one he got in Baltimore, compared to what they've signed Latavius Murray for, I think they'll both look back on it and go, man, Mark Ingram should have been here. It's probably the case. But negotiations never work out like you expect them to. Mark Ingram thought he was worth 6 to $7 million on the open market. Again, I had three different people, two sources and one other person confirmed to me that the Saints had offered Mark Ingram an almost identical deal, at least annual salary-wise, to what they ended up signing Latavius Murray. And he wasn't willing to accept that, and his agent wasn't, because he felt and was getting not only was he getting offered more on the market, but he felt he could get even more. It is what it is. And the Saints fans and Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas and Cam Jordan, everybody on social media still tweeting at and about Mark Ingram, and as they should. That was the heartbeat, the heart and soul of that locker room, right along with, with Drew Brees and, and Thomas Morstead and Cam Jordan and these longtime Saints. Got through the rebuild. It's not going to be quite the same and maybe not even close to the same without Mark Ingram. But this is the business. This is the brutal, ugly, cutthroat business that is the NFL. And sentimentality has no place when you're trying to be a championship football team. That may not be the lesson that most people who are fans of the NFL want to learn, but it is the lesson that these franchises who want to become the Patriots must learn. The one difference that separated New England, one of the many, but one of them that separated New England from the rest of the league these past two decades, is their willingness to be more cutthroat in these free agency discussions, in these contract negotiations with their guys, with their players, than anybody else in the league is. You have some teams that gave it a little half measure and have given it some half measures, whether that's the Packers or the the Ravens or the Seahawks or the Steelers, 
these teams that operate in you know kind of the same solar system as New England in that they don't overpay their own guys when they hit their unrestricted free agency period. But nobody's not like New England. Nobody cares less about a player having played for their franchise when it comes to negotiating their new contract. And there's lessons to be learned there. And the good part about the modern NFL and really the modern era of sports that we're in with player empowerment and players being able to dictate in the trade market or in free agency where they end up. San Antonio Brown forced his way out of Pittsburgh, went to Oakland. On the opposite end of that spectrum, we saw Le'Veon Bell force his way out of Pittsburgh, and all of a sudden he gets less money than the Steelers had offered him a year ago. We'll talk about that a little bit later. This works both ways now. The players have had their eyes wide open to this forever, this brutal business. Well, now the owners have had their eyes open a few times here, especially in the NFL when it hasn't happened a lot. Players being worn powder. If the Saints want to continue this run after Breeze is gone, and that day is coming soon, whether that that's this next year is his final year or whether he signs another two-year deal after this that he can still play, it's coming soon. If the Saints want to be contenders year in and year out, not just for two to three years before they have to go through a little rebuild, if they want to be contenders two Longer than those two to three years, they've got to make really tough decisions like this that fans don't like, that guys in that locker room don't like. Heck, that a lot of people in that front office or even coaching staff might not like. Business is business. Might not always be fair, but it's the NFL world that we operate in. We're going to take a break. We're coming back with your calls. Also, Steve Quartz former Saints offensive lineman and my co-host on Saints Sundays. He comes in next year. Last lap, just getting started on WWL. Again, our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll at WWL.com. Are the Saints getting better or worse in free agency? Cast your vote on WWL.com or the radio.com app. Steve Court on into the program now, former Saints offensive lineman and my partner on Saints Sundays on Fans First Take. Steve, uh, how you doing, man? Uh, here we go. Hey, a wild yeah. and, and crazy Happy first NFL three days. Free agency day, huh? <laughs> hey, that's right. Yeah, I guess today that's is right. a, a, or, a, technically the day it started, but you know this. We've heard right. about I all know. this stuff the last couple of days, man. Sure, sure. Look, I think everything is, uh, you know, they don't bring in the, speaking of the Saints now, obviously, they, they're not going to bring in anybody they're not interested in. I mean, that's just that they're not doing that just for, uh, um, you know, um, chess moves. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I, I think they, you know, I think they, they're not trying to play a game with anybody. I think they're, they're doing what they can to, to, to better the roster with what they have and the ability that they have, um, you know, and, and the, and the uh, salary cap that they have available. So they're doing their best job. And look, I you can't disagree with some of them. Yeah. We've missed on a few of them, but um, we've made some good on some others. What do you make about Mark Ingram's departure? I know the fan base, flipping out's the wrong way to put it, but certainly unhappy with how this transpired. You know, I, I probably have a different view of it just from the standpoint as, as from being a player. Now, I, I know that, you know, $500,000 a year doesn't seem like a lot. Okay, and, and in this day and age, it's probably not life-changing for those guys. 
Um, you know, but the day before, um, the Saints made a pretty good move. And, and, and I just speculate. I don't know this for sure. I just speculate that that Mark and his agent probably put him out there at a, at a pretty high price. And then when they decided they would sign Latavius Murray, that sort of put them in a, a spot of, uh-oh. Um, and now, okay, um, you know, they didn't get the money they were wanted here. So <laughs> it, you see what I'm saying? It's yeah. sort, of, it sort of put them that sort of painted them into a, into a spot to where now it's like, well, uh, you sort of screwed yourself a little bit because if you really wanted to stay here, uh, maybe you should have been a little bit more forthful in front of that instead of saying, Hey, yeah, uh, you know, we're going to, there's going to be such a high market for Mark that, um, you know, you, we're going to show you, right? Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not trying to play copycat yeah. with everybody, Steve, but yeah, I, I agree I with everybody who says this is on yeah. Ingram's agent, right? Yeah. I think that, uh, that, that, um, I think they played, a, I think they played some cards and I don't, I think Mickey beat them. So, um, yeah, that's just the way it is. I and mean, look at, I'm not. I'm not feel sorry for him. Uh, sure, he would rather be here, and, and I know the team wanted him here. I, I certainly would, would enjoy watching him play. So, um, but at the same time, you know, nobody's bigger than the team, and and so when you make these kind of moves and you play this kind of game to see if you can get yourself financially in a better spot, um, there's a gamble to it. No doubt about it. It's Steve Court on Twitter at. Um, St. 60, uh, before we get to the guys uh, either in or about to be brought in, at least for them to take a look, let's talk about Teddy Bridgewater. We, we heard for two yeah. days he's re-signing all of a sudden, and I understand why um, his team and, and Teddy's thinking he wants to go to Miami for a starting job there. Now he's heading to Dolphin, uh, to Miami to uh, meet with the Dolphins tomorrow. Well, look, I, I mean, he's kind of in a unique spot just from the standpoint of Okay, here's a guy that that has starting ability, you know, starting talent, and he's in a position because of injury and whatnot that he's uh, isn't able to sort of crack that spot to be, um, you know, sort of the number one guy for a team. But at the same time, you know, you have to, as a player, um, you know, if you aspire to be, you know, on a team and playing the very best, you you try to be a starter. I mean, that's sort of the goal. Um, and, and, and I think that obviously he wants to do that. So I think that, uh, I can't blame him for sort of venturing out there and saying, Hey, I, I need to get my shot. Sure. I need to get a, a shot at, at starting and, uh, and doing that. And I'm sure the Saints realize it. And, and, and like, if, if Teddy Bridgewater wasn't like that, is that the kind of guy you want on your team? You know, so you want everybody on your team every day going out there and doing what they're supposed to do as a professional football player to try to make themselves starters. You want to see every guy every day try to make themselves a better football player. So that's really all he's trying to do. And he's just saying, hey, I, I'd rather have a chance of starting than be with this great team with a great coach and, and behind one of the you know legends of the game. Um, yeah, that's all good and fine. But at the same time, I want to play. So uh, I, can't, I can't blame him either way. No, I can't either. And just to correct myself, Bridgewater and the Dolphins meeting tonight actually might be happening right now down in Miami. Steve Court joining us uh, here on the last lap. What about Latavius Murray? Big back, bigger than Ingram, between the tackles guy, not real elusive, but certainly will give the ying to Kamara's yang next year, Steve. Well, look, I think he's a uh, he's a great addition. You know, and when he stays healthy, you know, we've seen him, you know, with the Do- excuse me, with the uh, Vikings. And then saw him the year before, I think, with the Raiders, correct? So, mm-hmm. look, he he can 
he can get it done. He's one of the better backs and more productive guys. Um, and he does a myriad of things. Not like just runs between the tackles, but uh, he can get you the tough yards, but yet he's also good out of the backfield as far as catching the ball. He's, he's a, he's a multi kind of a faceted kind of a back. I mean, he's got a lot of shake to him uh, more than Mark does. Uh, not like I think you said, not tremendously elusive, but a big guy. Um, so he certainly is a, as a good change of pace back for us. And, and look, I, I think that he'll be a, he'd be a great addition. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. So they're meeting with Jared cook, the tight end now veteran tight ends is they have a huge hole there. What's your view on Jared cook? I gotta be frank. I, I've seen this Jared cook story before in free agency everybody gets excited yeah. about him and he just doesn't produce uh, on the field and live up to those contracts so i'm a little i'm a little yeah. cautious here uh with jared cook well i i sort of feel the same you do i i, I thought that a couple of years ago he was really going to break out you know and then i thought wow he's going to be with green bay he's really going to break out and it never did sort of materialize for whatever combinations of reasons whether it was injury or or, or what have you but um you know, you certainly uh, you know saw him last year sort of pick up the slack with when he was with Oakland, but you know, that's just only after they sort of um, you know got rid of uh, um, oh gosh the guy that went to Dallas. Help me. Um, oh uh, yeah, he had. A, well, I was yeah, just yeah. going to say he had yeah, seventy yeah, so catches last up, year, yeah, which was a career high. Alabama. So yeah, look, we know he can get it done. He's a great athlete. You know, there's no question about that. He's definitely an upgrade for us. Uh, but again, whether or not he he, um, he turns into sort of what we envision he could be uh, remains to be seen because he hasn't proven it yet. Who else you have your eye on here? The guys you'd like at least the Saints yeah. to take a look at uh, now that we've uh, passed the first wave. Yeah. So Ziggy answer, <laughs> and maybe he might be the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right. So, yeah, so, uh, he to me is a guy that um, certainly uh, you know I've scouted him. Yeah, and I do that every year that we were playing the Lions because of uh, what his, he was doing at the defensive end position. So, um, you know, you look at a guy like that, and uh, he's certainly a double-digit sad guy. Uh, now, again, he, I think he was hurt or sustained some sort of injury at some point. But, uh, man, this guy, um, when he's when he's, he's hell, when he's well, I'll tell you that. And, 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 and he could be an, a, a great addition to us. He would be an instant um, – you know, pass rush, uh, you know, pressure on the quarterback kind of guy if we could get him. Yeah, Cam. So that, that would be the, yeah, oh, that would be great. Yeah. yeah, Cam and him and Marcus Davenport would be licking my chops, yeah. too. Finally, here, only about a minute left, but I have to ask you about what the entire football sure. world's talking about, and you know that's the Cleveland Browns. What do you make of what they're doing up there? Well, they're certainly collecting a bunch of pretty pieces. Now, whether or not they're going to be able to put it all together, uh, and then once they do put it together, are they going to be able to manage these uh you know, diva-like personalities they've collected. So um, there's, <laughs> I don't know how this team is going to come together, but but uh, it's, it's certainly going to be fun to watch because I think I mentioned to you even last year, early on last year, you know, at some point these younger guys are going to grow up, and when they do, um, they're stockpiled, you know, with talent. Now, whether or not, again, it comes to fruition, and whether they can be, uh, you know, really good professional football players yet remains to be seen because there's an awful lot of young guys out there. Now, again, they've getting somebody like, uh, you know, Beckham and things like that. Those guys are proven really good football players, but whether or not uh, those guys are going to, you know, either let the outside world uh, begin to distract them and that turns into, 
you know, the Cleveland Browns have all gone to hell in a handbasket <laughs> because everything is, you know, everybody's fighting in the locker room or, you know, somebody's not getting their, their, uh, their props. It'd be so Cleveland, wouldn't it, Steve? It'd be so yeah, Cleveland. It would be. Um, it would be. <laughs> uh, can we do it? Let's do it again next week, all right, once the second wave, third sure. wave's done. All right. All right. It. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, Appreciate buddy. it. You bet. You bet. LSU baseball in action tonight. We'll try to do some listen-ins throughout the show. They're leading 9-3 into the fifth inning, taking on a Texas Southern over at the box tonight. Of course, their final tune-up before SEC play begins with a huge series as they play Kentucky. We'll talk LSU baseball in hour number two. Open lines, though, now for about 10 minutes before we get to USA Today's Nate Davis. Let's go to John in Covington. John, welcome to the show. Uh, hey, how you doing, Seth? Hey, I'm good, John. How are you? Uh, well, I was good, John. You still there? Well, John was good. Maybe he was too good. Uh, we're going to put you on hold. I, you know, you're on a cell phone, and they might have lost you there. We'll get Logan to check on that. How about Gregory and Metairie? Gregory, welcome to the show. Gregory, you there? We are striking out on the callers tonight. <laughs> uh, by the way, free agency just getting started. And, of course, every day we've got you covered here all day long on WWL Radio. Sports talk from 4 to 8 and then here on the last lap and our free agency coverage. Free agency frenzy brought to you by... The Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood. Is John ready, uh, Logan? No, J John's not ready. Okay, so let's go to a little LSU baseball while we figure out our callers here. Just a little live listening over at the box. LSU leads 9-3 against Texas Southern. I got a little live listening over at the box. Our buddy Jeff Palermo on the call there, along with Doug Thompson. Tigers in control. We'll have more live listenings throughout the show. Let's try John again in Covington. John, we had lost you there. You back? No, not not happening tonight, John. Appreciate you listening, though. We'll try it again. Gregory and Metairie, try two for Gregory. What's going on, Greg? Hey, Seth. Hey. Still Belton Radio, local sports. <laughs> what, what's what's going on, Gregory? Listen, I'm really not that worried about the core of the Saints organization, and let's call it a team, not an organization. Can we can we call it a team? Sure, I can call it a team. I'll call it a team with you. All right, team. What you got with the okay, team, Saints team? Team. Yeah, I know. There's so many people on the friggin' broad. All media is like, it's, oh, it's an organization. It's, a, it's an organizational move. It's an organizational. The Saints are a team for crying out loud. And how does this, tell me why you want to phrase it that way. What's, um, what are you trying to get to? I really believe that these guys in the locker room really do love each other. Sure. We went through this when we lost Brandon Cook. It's going to be tough losing Mark Ingram. It Ooh, really is. But don't you think different situation, Gregor, with Brandon Cooks? I'm not saying he was hated inside the locker room. In fact, I was here on the air. No, I had people he, telling me he wasn't hated, even though the media wanted to say that. But Mark Ingram's loved a lot more than Brandon Cooks ever was in the locker room, oh, right? Oh, it's, it's, it's apples and oranges. You're right. I shouldn't have used that as an example. But I'm trying to say how badly we felt when we lost Brandon because we knew what a threat he was in the long past. And him and Drew Brees, like, we're on the same page. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, and I, I, I get what you're saying. Like it's it's This is what I would say, Gregory. In, in the team and the way you want to phrase it, it can be both in my mind, and it is both. It, it's an organization. It is a cutthroat business, and the Saints are part of that business. 
But the guys who are employed, the players who are employed there, yeah, they're, they're teammates. They become brothers and friends, lifelong friends in a lot of cases. It certainly looks like Mar Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara are going to be close probably for the rest of their lives. Tough decisions, though. It's just the way that the business works. You may be right. This could be Darren Sproles 2.0 when they let Mark Ingram go too early and it'll come back to bite him. That is a possibility. There's no doubt about it. But they've got somebody who can give them production in a similar way, not the same way, but a similar way that Mark Ingram did in Latavius Murray. Appreciate the call, Gregory. Good stuff there. Let's go to Lenny in Slidell. Lenny, welcome to the show. Hey, Seth. How you doing, man? Hey, Lenny. I'm good. How about you? Well, my only thing about Mark Ingram is, look, I'm not talking about necessarily his production, although his production, I think, has been greater in the past two years with Alvin Kamara, maybe because of this newfound youth and he feels like uh, like he's his like, protege or, mm -hmm. you know, it gave him some, you know, a fountain of youth to, to run better, do better, whatever. Look, I can only relate to it in my job. Like, I'm a service manager for a company I work for. And, you know, I've, I've hired guys, fired guys, whatever. But, like, recently I've gotten a guy that's younger than me, and he's just doing phenomenal, Like kind of like Alvin Kamara. And I kind of feel like Mark Ingram right now with the new guy that, that, that we hired on. And it's like I just know that when Drew is in that huddle, when Drew is under center and 22 is behind him, he knows that he's not going to get sacked. A little, yeah, a little security blanket. I get it. No, no doubt about it. Those are, I think, those are all valid points. The, the the comfortability that Drew Brees had, the comfort that he had with Mark Ingram, is a factor. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm completely sold that they won't miss that. Appreciate the call, Lenny. More of your calls coming back at Nate Davis of USA Today. Again, our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll at WWL.com. Are the Saints getting better or worse in free agency? You can cast your vote there or on the Radio.com app. We'll get to more of your calls here a little bit later in the hour. Hang on. But first, we're going to go to Nate Davis, NFL writer and editor for USA Today Sports as we take a league-wide look at free agency with Nate. Nate, welcome back to the show. How are you doing, man? Good, Seth. How are you? Look, I, I'm good. You've got to be uh, just uh, crazy busy. One of the busiest times of the year, I would imagine, for you, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not as bad probably as Week 17 when coaches get fired and the playoffs start and, <laughs> and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, the crazy part is, you know, free agency began at 4 o'clock, you know, out on the East Coast here today, and I, I feel like it's it's basically over. So, right, yeah, isn't that weird how this has changed with, when they've added this? Uh, you know, they don't define it this way. The league doesn't, but legal tampering period, is it uh, – you think this has been a good thing, bad thing for the league, or just indifferent with the, you know, all these contracts announced before the league year starts? Yeah, I think probably kind of indifferent. It seems like some years a lot happens before the official, you know, before the official gun fires, and and you know other other times, uh, it's like this year where where you know it seems like it's all done and put to bed uh, before we really get going. And, you know, of course, this was a an attempt just to uh, I think 
for the optics, really, you know, back in the days when the Redskins would have the uh, the airplane parked, you know, a minute after, you know, at some guy's airport to, to pick him up. And, of course, you know, obviously some tampering had gone on at that point. Um, but, you know, whatever. It, 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 it's all good. You know, I think I think probably with the, with the uh, March Madness coming up this weekend and all that, the, uh, the conference tournaments, it's just as well as the NFL gets all its news out uh, this week. We've been focused so much here uh, locally on the Saints the last couple of days. We've, we've talked a little bit about these the big deals nationally, but haven't talked to anybody who's covered them. So, Nate, I'm going to ask you about a few of these, and, and we'll start with what's going on with the Cleveland Browns and the trade for Odell Beckham. It seems like um, they are assembling about as much talent as I can remember, at least star talent, on on offense uh, for a team in, in recent memory. Do you like what they're doing up there? I mean, I, I don't think you can argue with it. Uh, you know, I think that they're they're uh, making pretty pretty good moves for for fairly reasonable uh, costs. You know, no matter what you think about Odell Beckham, and you know, I'm not sure he's necessarily a guy I'd love having on my team, uh, given just some of the the uh, histrionics and, and other stuff. Um, that being said, I think if you can put him in a, in a locker room with, with Jarvis Landry, you can't really ask for a, but a much better situation for OBJ. If you're OBJ personally, and if you're if you're the Browns. Uh, big picture so um you know it's gonna be fun to watch this team it was fun to watch this team frankly last year and uh uh you know as, as bad as they've been for this long kind of kind of cool to see this team rising from the ashes okay that, that's the question i have about the browns is all these big personalities on both sides of the football then you got a rookie head coach freddie kitchens up there expected to corral all of them is that is are they actually is john dorsey actually expecting that to happen is that unfair to freddie well, you know, Freddie's going to have a learning curve as a head coach, but, you know, I, I also kind of thought, you know, to myself, I, I was kind of shocked they hired Freddie Kitchens as, as the head coach. I mean, I kind of thought that uh, the, the Browns' DNA would, would be to go out and hire the, the biggest name or the, the most well-known guy uh, or whatever, which would have flown in the face with how well that team performed in the second half last year with Freddie Kitchens uh, and Baker Mayfield, you know, teamed up as, as play caller. And quarterback, so I, I thought that was the right move keeping him. I mean, you know, you're, you're right. There's going to be, uh, you know, Fred, Freddie's going to have to learn the PR side of the job and be in the face of the franchise and managing a lot of other stuff besides his his play sheet. But uh, at the end of the day, I think I think it's the right move, and you know, he should have some kind of, you know, he should have some kind of grace period going into this season. But of course, the more talent they amass. Uh, the more the expectations are, are going to rise. So, uh, Levy and Bell, we're just talking to Nate Davis, by the way, USA Today uh, sports NFL writer there. Uh, Levy and Bell goes to the Jets, and he's going to get paid less than he would have if he would have taken the Steelers' offer last year. It seems like there's no way to spin this but a mistake, the holdout for Levy and Bell date. Is that, uh, Nate, is that right? Well, you know, I wrote a column on that one in the middle of the night last night saying, you know, you know, basically, yeah, oops. Uh, um, you know, I, I, guess, I guess the one thing if you're like Team Le'Veon you're going to spin is that uh, you, you got the most guarantees at the position. You know, the $35 million in guarantees uh, is, is well ahead of Gurley and, and David Johnson. But in terms of, of total package and average, you know, annual compensation and all that, uh, yeah, he's, he's behind Gurley still. And uh, you, you basically gave away $14.5 million not to play last year so i mean I th- and, and you know i think also Le'Veon bell you know, tarred his name as a selfish player upset a lot of teammates in his former locker room and you almost never hear guys in the nfl 
you know, as they say, talking about another man's money. Uh, but, you know, in, in Le'Veon's case, he did because I think he misled some of those guys. Um, and, you know, now he winds up on a team where, you know, the, the market I think he thought was going to be there for him wasn't there financially. It wasn't there in terms of the number of teams uh, that wanted him. Uh, you know, some people are going to try to spin it. You know, he, he extended his career. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, his, his career is going to look longer, but did he really extend his career given he's going to go to a team where he's going to be facing eight, eight man boxes and nine man boxes uh, where, where that wasn't necessarily going to be the case in Pittsburgh? So, I mean, I, th- I think at the end of the day, uh, Team Le'Veon can try to spin this however they want, but I think it's I think it's a, a bad look and for, for him and his agent. That's, that's a good point. The Steelers going through um... – I don't have rebuilds the wrong word because you're not rebuilding at the end of Ben Roethlisberger career, but you lose Levian, you lose Antonio Brown. Is it panic time up in Pittsburgh? It, it's probably not panic time, but I mean, you know, again, they, they, you know, a team that, that, that vowed to, you know, get, get fair value for, for one of the best players in the league decided that fair value was, was a third and a fifth round pick. Um, you know, if, if, if getting him out of your locker room, if that, if that was enough of a, a trade-off, you know, I, I guess the Steelers know, know better better than I do. But, um, yeah, again, you know, hard, hard to really spin that one as, as a win for anybody other than Antonio Brown, um, given that they didn't get a whole lot in return for him. Uh, you know, I still, I still like Pittsburgh. I mean, I think Juju obviously is an up-and-coming guy and, same for for James Conner, but I mean, I think I think it's hard to say that 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 triple threat is a, a, the same caliber as, as Le'Veon and, and AB uh, and Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, and at a time when you got teams on the rise, like obviously you know Cleveland is, is a clear and present danger to the Steelers, but you know also the Colts are on the way up fast as are the Chiefs, and uh, it sure feels like Pittsburgh has has missed its chance to to get the seventh Lombardi Trophy with, with this cast of characters. Uh, and it sure looks like that the Patriots are going to get to number seven before they will. Clear and present danger to the Steelers. I'm going to steal that one. That's that's uh, that's beautiful, Nate. I love that. <laughs> what are some of the other <laughs> dominoes uh, we're getting ready to fall here the next couple of days? Well, I'm not sure how many dominoes are left. You know, there, there's not a whole lot of huge names out there on the market. I mean, you still got guys like uh, Dominican Sue. Uh, and whatnot, but I mean, I think I think the really big ones are, are kind of over and done with. I guess to me, the the one that still intrigues me is is you know, are the Cardinals uh, going to move on from Josh Rosen or not? And you know, clearly at this point, they don't need to rush to to do it. But um, Kyler Murray had the pro day today. I haven't really had a chance to to go back and, and look at that quite yet. But um, you know, sure sure seems like that if Arizona's going to take him. Uh, what what happens in the future here for Josh Rosen? So to me, that's kind of the big unanswered question right now as we move forward. Teddy Bridgewater a done deal in Miami, pretty much. Don't know. That's an interesting one. You know, I, I kind of uh, it's interesting. To, you, you've seen a couple of these of these about faces. You know, Anthony Barr uh, be, being one with with obviously going back to Minnesota, and you kind of understood Brashad Perryman uh, not not going back to Cleveland after the Odell trade, but. Uh, you, you know, I, I think I kind of like this if Teddy ends up with, with Miami, just given uh, I think he is 26 now. Uh, certainly, you know, um, the, the thought of taking over for Drew, Drew Brees is a nice one, but uh, who knows when that's going to happen. You know, Drew's got the one year. I mean, you guys are in New Orleans left on his contract, but it seems like as long as Sean Payton is there and, and Drew can still perform, I think he's got a job. So I think, I think if you're Teddy, this is probably the right move if you do go back home. Um, you try to rebuild with, with, with a franchise that, that is taking it down to the studs, basically. Uh, see if you can kind of resurrect yourself as, as franchise quarterback. And I think anybody that is interacting with Teddy is certainly rooting for him. 
What do you have uh, in the pipeline, uh, Nate, uh, coming up? I know you wrote about Le'Veon Bell. What else are you, are you getting ready to write about? Oh, well, I think by, by the end of the week we'll have some winners and some losers for uh, for free agency, and, and then also probably another mock draft, kind of with uh, you know how after, now that the, the dust is mostly settled, how how is that going to affect uh, what, what we might see happen at the end of April? So definitely still some things to talk about and look forward to. Uh, Nate, one one more question. I forgot to ask you about Jared Cook because he's uh, going to be here meeting with the Saints. Do you think a good fit here? Uh, I've been a little concerned. I was talking about early in the show. I'm a little concerned about um, the, the lack of production in relation to the deals he's gotten in the past. Any concern for you there? Yeah, you know, I guess it depends on, on where the numbers come in there. I mean, I mean, uh, I think you and I tend to agree about most most everything I find stuff. So I'm, I'm I'm never sure how great <laughs> these radio spots are because we're we're generally in lockstep. But yeah, I mean, you know, it, it concerns you kind of that Jared Cook's biggest years kind of seem to come uh, with, with the, the the least uh, amount of, st- of uh, at stake, if you will. I mean, huge year last year in Oakland, but uh, you know what did it amount to? Obviously, I think the, the thing we all remember him for is that 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 big catch against the Cowboys in the playoffs and set up the uh, game winner for the Packers a few years ago. But uh, I, I like the fit. It's just a matter of, is he actually going to be healthy and produce for you over a full season? So I guess, I guess we'll find out. Nate, always appreciate the time, man. We'll talk again soon. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, Seth. All right. Nate Davis, NFL writer and editor for USA Today Sports. You can find his work there and be sure you give him a follow on Twitter. Great stuff at by Nate Davis. We're going to take a quick break. Your calls coming back on the last lap. Pitt leading Syracuse. In the ACC tournament, 24-16. to 16. We'll keep an eye on some of these college basketball scores as we head towards the tournament. To the phone lines now, though. First up, it's uh, Jeffrey on the West Bank. Jeffrey, welcome to the show. Oh, man, thank you for taking my call. Uh, you betcha. <clears throat> well, this is the season of uh, free agency. And uh, to me, free agency is all mostly hype, man. It's, 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 a, hype, it's a hype thing. And um, you know, I, my favorite, my team has always been the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I love the way they run the organization. And free agency, they pretty much, they pretty much stand on sidelines. Free agency, they don't go after free agencies. They build their organization mm-hmm. through the draft. Yeah. And and and. Say what you say or want to say about them. They are loyal to their players. Yeah, they are well, loyal I, to their players. Yeah, well, I think it's a smart. I think it's a smart strategy. I think the smart strategy. The teams that are consistently competitive every year, year in and year out, build through the draft and make value signings in free agency. I think that's a smart plan. Thanks for the call, Jeffrey. How about Jack and Metairie? Jack, welcome to the show. Hey, Zap. Thanks for having me on. You betcha. You What's know, going I, wanted, on? I wanted to talk about the Mark, Mark uh, Ingram thing. I don't think it's going to be as big deal as the fans think. Because, you know, when we first got Drew Brees, they, they taught our offensive line how to pass block. Because he tore up the league with his arm. Look at all the records he set. Speaks for itself. But when they got Alvin Kamara, they got that new offensive line coach, and he's got a run blocking good. So with another running back, we're going to be good with that. But what I didn't get out of it was, did we get a pick for Mark Ingram? No, no, get anything? no, no, no. I mean, it's just free agency. It's unrestricted free agency. So he leaves and you don't get anything except next year. Um, you may, 
get some compensatory draft picks. Depending on and the, the formula is, I mean, I got 15 seconds here. I can get into the formula. It'd take me 15 minutes, not 15 seconds. But they may get a compensatory draft pick in the future, Jack. But not right now. Thanks for the call. Back after news. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.